Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. You know, every day on I Work For Him, we work really hard at connecting what we learn on Sundays with what we do in our nine to five. I know some people work 11 to seven. I get that. And what I'm saying is that we're trying to connect what we learn on Sunday with our work. But it's, it's so much deeper than that, but yet it's simpler than that. And today we're going to tackle a topic that I really, I'm just hoping you could follow us because I, I, this is something that I have been struggling with in my faith and I really wanted to flesh it out and I got two friends in the studio. But here's the questions. As followers of Christ, we're to depend, we are to depend on God for our miraculous provision, but we're supposed to balance that on a daily basis with our duty to be stewards of the wealth that God's given us. But, you know, Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management, these guys are joining us on the air today. Hey, Dave, where can they find out more about you guys? At BelairWealthManagement.com. <laughs> he did good. He never has to say the whole website. Hey, pull that microphone a little closer to you so people can actually hear you. That'd be Ooh, great. Okay. All right, so Luke and Dave, as we're tackling this topic, stewardship versus faith, because God challenges us to, uh, you know, he, he provides, you know, each one of us is given a different portion. Each one of us is given a different number of talents, as you might want to say. Yet we're also supposed to some, you know, we have to balance that with sometimes God provides things for us miraculously. So that's the co- topic of conversation. But before we get to that conversation, and, and it's kind of a heady one, but honestly, everybody listening, we need to balance what is stewardship? How does faith come into play in the stewardship? But Luke, I know you said on our last show that you didn't believe in setting New Year's, resu- in New Year's resolutions. But what? What, what is cricket? What is that? What is that? That's All right. falling asleep. What Go is ahead, your though. hope that the Lord will do in your life this year? No, I I did think about this question and. And yeah, I, 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 again, going back to the, if, the, if you always missed the show last week, Jim asked me, you know, New Year's resolution, you know, how, how are you going to, you know, what does your faith look like? You know, do you have kind of these New Year's resolution goals for your faith and your, your walk with Christ? And with me, I'm always self-evaluating and it's not an annual thing. It's a daily thing. And sometimes it could be daily if I'm going through a tougher time where I'm evaluating or it's, it could be a month when I say, wow, man, oh, everything's got to... But to answer your question, I did think about this. And what I need to do more of, I need to pass out more invitation business cards to our church. I need to invite more people to church. I need to invite more people to the Bible study that I go to. That's really what I need to be a little bit more deliberate in my approach, not in, instead of just, you know, if someone's talking to me about church, 
then inviting them, but being more deliberate. And I think that uh, that's something that I'm going to I'm going to focus on. So that didn't happen on New Year's Eve, by the way. That just, you know, so. deliberate and deliberate intentional. intentional. You heard it right here from Luke Andrews. All right, Dave, is it too late for people to join BSF for this program year? I'm glad Luke brought up Bible study because Bible study fellowship, we're, we're about halfway through the year. So we're, all, we're in John, we're in the book of John, we're on chapter nine. So no, it's a great time to start. Uh, the men's, men's Bible study fellowship meets on Monday night and it's pretty cool because we just shortened the night. So it's, we get done at eight. You can go next Monday night and still see the football game at night. Football. Okay, where do they go? I know a lot of people. Where is it Monday nights? Where is it? At Faith Covenant Church on 62nd Avenue and 1st Street Northeast. So Pinellas County. Yes. And where's the women's one? Uh, They have two of them. One's on Gandy Boulevard on Wednesday daytime, and the other is in Clearwater and on Highland at a Presbyterian church, Trinity Presbyterian church. BSF, a phenomenal program. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg, as we talk with Luke and Dave about stewardship and faith. Find these guys online at belairwealthmanagement.com. You know, I want you to know, Luke and Dave, longtime friends, these guys are my financial advisors. Together as a team, it takes two to manage me. Mm -hmm. We only need one to manage Martha. Luke just handles Martha's stuff, but it takes these two guys to manage my stuff. Not because I have so much, but because I'm so difficult as a customer. But it is, if you are looking for a financial advisor that loves the Lord, that has an eternal perspective, these are my guys. You need to check them out. Luke, what's your phone number in your office? 727-7979. I'm giving you my cell phone. Well, I, that's usually the best way to get a hold of us because you're always on the go. Any number you want to give out. So people can, well, they could text us, too. If you do have a question during the show, you can text us. That's always worked out really well. Give but a number, Luke. 727-798-4188. 727-798-4188. Or at the office, 727-586-5655. Very good. He's amazing. These guys, I'm just telling you, you know, I know that uh, you just got to hear their commercial. These guys are, they're good. And they, they're, and they're so well-rounded in their knowledge. Uh, I mean, I use these guys as a reference all the time. And, but ask, this is true. It, it is true. I just talked to Luke yesterday about something that was outside of the investment world, there but he go. can really take care of people. All right. So as Christ followers, we're to live by faith, not by sight. All right, 2 Corinthians 5 7 says, well, it says that. We're supposed well, we to live walk by faith, by faith not, <laughs> by not by sight. <laughs> wow. All right. There we yeah. go. Okay. So, how does this whole thing play into the whole financial planning world? Because we're supposed to live by faith, not by sight. We're supposed to be good stewards of what we have. Mm-hmm. Do those two things. And this is, listen, in my head, a 37 year argument. Well, well, and Dave, you said you were kind of in an argumentative mood. <laughs> yeah. Do those two things fight each other? That we're supposed to live by faith, not by sight, but we're supposed to be good stewards. No, they don't fight each other because they have nothing to do with each other. What? 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> I was going to give you a much cleaner answer, but go, well, go ahead. Get, explain I mean, your answer. I'm just saying living by faith has nothing to do with, with first of all, we've got to say faith in what? What, what does 2 Corinthians mean when it says live by faith? It, it means living that faith that Christ is your Lord and Savior. That's really got nothing to do with the financial So, so we, let's go on to the next question because it— Hey, we gotta get, Luke, you got to pick up for him. we got right, right there with something going on with Dave's mic there. I, I think, oh, man. All right, in the middle of it. Was really, it was really good for a <laughs> second was, there. 
but it but it started getting scratched. I'm sorry. Maybe did oh Ace shut you off on purpose. That's what it was. <laughs> All right, but he's back on. I hear him. Yeah, he's back on now. Okay, all right, but it was just it was Ace going. I don't really want to hear Dave today. I'm kidding. Ace didn't really do that. It was the Gremlins. Um, Okay, but living by faith in Christ, you're saying that doesn't have anything to do with being a good steward. No, it's it's not relative. It's not related to each other. Uh, So living by living by faith, putting your faith in Christ and Lord as your Savior, has nothing to do with your finances. It doesn't mean your finances are not important. That you can't. That you do not have to be a good steward. But one has has nothing to do with the other. All right. So if we, you're if you're living by faith for God to provide you finances, I mean, we have you know in the Christian community we have names for that. <laughs> Where's the crickets? <laughs> what? They said, right? What? Right? what? what? Living pros- by faith, waiting you know, for we, God. We often call that the prosperity gospel. I don't know, but I, that's not that's but not I what the but, faith is no, for. No, I just you know, but the faith isn't. But I'm going to believe in Christ. And I'm going to have a great life here on earth, and He's going to buy me a Maserati and a Rolls. And no, that's but not, that's not, you know, no, 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 no. That's what I, I said. No, 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 because yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Faith that God give you a Maserati or a house on well, the water. We're talking about living by faith. He will provide you a great eternal life. That's, but that's, sometimes, that's a promise. sometimes you get to the end of your rope and there's just no rope left. And, and he you will have carry no, you. And he you will have, provide you the peace right, to get exa- through He'll it. provide for the you. They didn't, not necessarily. Wait, 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 Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, why do you worry about such th- stupid things? Because they're so, they're so temporary. But that's like Solomon. Solomon said they're like a, a wisp. They're like a vapor that passes. Chasing passes, the wind. Chasing the wind. It doesn't matter. But but, but it, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, listen, I know you need clothing. I know you need food. I know you need housing. Why do you worry about such things? Because your heavenly Father knows that you need them, and he'll provide them. And he'll provide them. a mansion for you and in heaven. Right, and he'll provide for you here on earth. So that's... That's faith, isn't it, Luke? Uh, yes, there there is a, a faith in uh, you know I, what I took out of this was uh, you know faith you don't there's you don't want blind faith, all right? Blind faith is just a faith, but, but without... we do have blind faith because we've never seen Jesus face to face. Well, I mean, I can have faith God's going to provide for me this year, but if I didn't go to work every day, forget about it, right? You, ha- that's the blind faith I'm talking. I'm th- there has to be an now, action that sounds behind like the stupid faith. faith. That doesn't sound like faith. That just sounds like lazy no, faith. It's, it's blind faith. Just thinking. Hey, no, listen, blind faith is saying I, I can't know people see that. Like I'm that go. Okay, I know people that think that just things are going to happen for them, and it just doesn't work that way. You got to have some action behind your faith in order for God to reveal himself through this plan and through your works. Action behind your faith. See what I told you? A little bit tough of a conversation today right here on I Work For Him with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. These guys are awesome. Check them out online, belairwealthmanagement.com. Luke and Dave join us usually on about a monthly basis. But this time we did back-to-back weeks because we did the end of December, the beginning of January. These guys are my financial advisors. I would like you personally to get a hold of them. Go online. BelairWealthManagement.com or call them in the office. 727-586-5655. You always have to do that with your used Sounds car like voice. Sounds like the carnival guy. <laughs> right, the carnival. His used car hey, voice. Hey, you're wait. I'm going to come over here. Seven, two, seven. now. Seven, two. You get a two-for-one special. <laughs> that, he had a carnival. little espresso. You know when you're supposed to have espresso and you're supposed to eat about drink about two ounces 
Dave had 17 ounces before the show. <laughs> 10, I, 10. 727-586-5655. Or Luke, you could call Luke on his cell phone. Or text. Or text him. 727-798-4188. 727-798-4188. Okay, we're talking today about faith and stewardship. God providing versus us being good stewards. And I made a comment during the last hour where Luke said, hey, you know, what kind of faith is this? Somebody sitting at home waiting for everything just be, to come to them. And, and he's like, that sounds like blind faith. I, no, I said, that sounds like stupid faith because that's not what Jesus calls us to do. And then I got a text message, stupid faith? Understand what I mean, people. We're not talking about people. Sorry. You people <laughs> listening. It, we're talking. No, it wasn't my wife texting me. Although if she had texted me, I'd be apologizing. Yes, honey, sorry. But we're we're talking about that's not that's not what we're talking about. What I'm saying, Luke, is that to me, blind faith. Maybe we need to look it up. See what the Google has to say. Is you're putting your faith in something that you can't see. Kind of like what what Indiana Jones did in the Last Crusade, and he had to put his foot out and walk that last 16 steps over to get the Holy Grail from the Roman centurion. Where it, it, it that's blind faith to me. We know, even following Jesus is a blind faith because we see the work that he's done in our lives, in the lives of those people around us. But, but so, so go back to that question. Is, it, is living by faith contrary to being a good steward? No. Living see, by faith hey, for this what? This is Luke's turn. Okay, see, okay. James 2.17, two, James 2.17 is clear. Faith without works is dead. Okay, this isn't, this is not talking about salvation. This is talking about, you know, show me, show me your works and I'll show you your faith. So that you can, you know, I look at the, uh, the New Year's resolution right now, New Year's, New Year's resolution, everybody's trying to lose weight. At least I am. Okay, so my New Year's resolution, I, I can't, I want to lose some weight. What's the big deal? Well, you said <laughs> you no New Year's like resolutions. That. I know. I said for my for my walk with Christ. Oh, okay. But I for did say okay. I did say for biz. I already set my 2017 business plan. Okay. okay. Right. I, you have to have goals. My new, I want to lose some weight. I want to get back on a good workout routine. And I know what it takes because I've been there. I've done that. I can actually go through it pretty quick. I guess because I'm still a little bit younger. I don't know. But you younger know, than what faith. <laughs> you know the other guy. I just I thought you guys were thinking that, so that's why I said it. I just went and beat you to the punch. So you know, faith alone, and you know, me having faith. You know, like I said, I've got experience working out. I know what it takes. So that faith alone, that's not going to do anything for me. Faith in a program, faith in last year that I did it, and I know it works. I've got to put the works in behind it now to see the results and to make it work. So you, I have to go to the gym. They're not not necessarily. I don't have to go to. I do it all at home. But I, you know, you have to put the work in in order to have the results. So faith in that in that regard, faith without works is dead. James two nineteen is clear. So that's why I'm looking at it, going, it's not contrary. So, so we in, use being a good steward, are you a good steward? That that's in the verb contents, right? Go. Where you're a manager of something, not the manager, but you're managing something, and you're managing what? You're managing God's. God's, if, if everything belongs to God, you are the good steward of God's possessions. Okay, but what about the verse that says, faith will rise when we wait upon the Lord? Because sometimes... Faith in what? We're going back to just faith. Faith, in, faith, faith, in, faith in God. Faith in God. Yeah, not faith in the provider, a magic, you know, Santa Claus, well, but faith in God as, as our But sometimes he tells salvation. us to wait. Sometimes he tells us to wait so he but can show us... that's nothing to do with finance. Well... But sometimes he tells us to wait on him to provide for us to move forward in a decision to provide for us 
in a miraculous fashion. There are missionaries yeah, there, all over faith. the world that would they would argue with yeah. you that said, "Hey, I didn't have the money." I can't go work. I'm working every day, but I don't make money as a missionary. I, I have but to have God, faith that yeah. somebody's going to provide that. See, then God had a different plan for them. God's plan was maybe they had to be missionaries where they were and not, not go to that next. You know, God opens doors and shuts doors. But how so many? that really had nothing to do with their faith. It had something to do with God's plan for them. But sometimes I've heard stories many times of missionaries sharing, okay, we got to the end of our checking account and we needed money to live and... The only way we make money is by begging for money. That's not what they say. That's what I say because it irritates <laughs> me that we make missionaries beg for yeah, money. Right, right. And 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 they said, and the Lord miraculously provided. How how do you balance that with their already being good stewards? They're being good stewards with their time, Luke. They're not, their faith has got all kinds of action to it, and but yet they had to wait for the Lord to provide for their food, housing, and and uh, clothing. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's one part of, you know, when you're looking at it in the context of a missionary versus, you know, a, a financial planner, a financial advisor, there, there is a different, you know, there's no absolute when you're talking about faith. The only absolute is that faith in Christ, that's how we're saved, through okay. our faith through Christ, by God's grace. All the other faith, it, it, it's almost like there's an individuality with how faith works in your life. It's not different. You know, because we're interpreting it different right now, you know, and, and really it's you're looking at it from a missionary standpoint, mm. just just the example you used. <clears throat> right. That. Right. They don't go into a year knowing what they're going to have. I don't either. I, I start at zero every month. Every well, I, you know, a little bit on the financial side. I've, there's a little bit more, you know, consistency with income. But for the last 15 years, I've been in sales my whole life. I've started at zero every month for 15 years. I never knew what next month was going to be. And there, there were times you're like, you know, I'm just praying and, and God does provide that deal. You're like, where'd that come from? You know, and, I, and that's where I give my credit. That's my, my faith. My hope relies in Christ to be the provider versus me trying to go fight tooth and nail to get it. I just show up every day and work hard and I'm on anyway. So there's my two See, cents. He, he just made my point. Well, my I, I agree with both because <laughs> because it, so there. it's there's no absolute. It's not uh, an absolute. I agree. That's, we're that's not true. guaranteed wealth. We're not guaranteed. We're only guaranteed to have enough. Yeah, when Jesus was talking about that in the Sermon on the Mount, that's all we should want, though. That's all we should be chasing as believers. Just what God wants us to have, exactly. not what we want to have, and then chasing those things and saying, "Why ain't I getting them? God's not listening to well, me today." And, and more importantly, what he does give us, he wants us to use for him. So That's being a good steward. That's being a good steward. He's jumping ahead. No, oh, that's fine. Okay. We can move to that because that's really what it needs to be. Because we, right. we need to move to what does it look like to be a good steward. And we even talked about this a little bit last week because we've got responsibilities. And a lot of us shirk our responsibilities to be a good steward with our stuff. And then we go... Hey God, by the way, I spent too much money. I have too much debt. I have too big of a house. I can't. I I, I can't pay my electric bill because I have thirteen air conditioners on my house because my house is too big. I need you to help me out. And, and crickets is probably what you're going to get there. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm pretty sure you got a mobile home in your future. Oh man. And, and be grateful for it. Yeah, right, you know, right. maybe you're going to live in the back of your pick. And I'm not picking on people <laughs> that live in mobile homes because that's my goal. Don't pick on people with pickups. I'm, or that people live in a, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that, you know what, if you make a bad, a lot of bad decisions, you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Rescue me from that one because I just, no, I just dug myself You're up. exactly right. But yeah, well, you those are, bad decisions, maybe that's where they should have concentrated on, on talking to God before it, they made those bad decisions. Well, and that's what we talked about on the show yesterday, really just 
How how do you have a great plan? It takes time and not all and plans like Nehemiah. Before Nehemiah did anything, he prayed for four months. Mm. How many business people do you know that once they know a deal is out there, they pray for four months before they move? Mm. Right. How right. many of them? I don't know. I haven't surveyed that, Jim. Come on. Depends how many that how... you know have prayed for four months before they did it, before they even moved on due diligence on yeah, a deal? Not, none. Zero. I don't zero. know anyone. I, I do know some. I Depending say... on how big, how, how big the I'm project was. I'm saying before they even start due diligence, four months before they that they prayed before they said, okay, I know the Lord wants me to move forward in this. I mean, how many people are that patient? Right, right. Do you not really know society. somebody? Do you really I, I know do. somebody? I do. Yes, I do. Wow. We don't, need to have them on the John. air. Bring them on next month. We need to have them on the air with us. All right. So being a good steward, because I think that that's, you want to work with people who are good stewards, people that-, uh, that Or at least show them. We, we found last week, oh. we figured out that 33% and up to 50%, over 50% of, you know, because if you're talking about us being good stewards for you or on your behalf, I mean, that's what we are. When you hire uh, Dave and I to, to manage your finances, not necessarily your, your bills, your monthly bills, but manage your investments, your portfolio- we're we're we are tasked to be a good steward with your investments we're we're managing it on behalf of you so i don't know where that plays in exactly what you're talking about but it all starts with a plan but in order for people to trust you to be a good steward with what they have they've got first to be a good steward with what they have that's because if they're not being a good steward with what they have they're not going to give it to you because they've got Nothing. Well, well, la- la- last week, I mean, that's what we talked about. Last week, f- over 50% of Americans have less than $10,000 saved for retirement at this very moment. And those are the people that are going to have to live by faith throughout retirement. They gotta, I mean, All right. so are they, never mind. No, go ahead. Because <laughs> that's, that's one of the other questions. I didn't write it on here, and I told Luke I wouldn't ask a question that wasn't on here, but that's what I was thinking about. We've got all these people we talked about last week who have nothing but Social Security to live on the rest of their lives. And maybe that's part of God's plan for them. Okay. I mean, they, they may be blessed in those circumstances because they do have to live by faith. And maybe there was nothing they could have done that's, to, to do anything but just live by Social Security. And, and we in, in the United States have nothing to complain about well, because even those people have tremendous I, amount more. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go on a limb and say that those 50% of people probably never sat down with a financial advisor or a planner and put something in writing. So when you when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. So that's 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 part of it. So whether or not got you are you're supposed to be a good sewer. Did you know we talked about it last week? If you saved the IRA maximum per year starting at like age fifth it was like Fifty or oh yeah, it wasn't it wasn't real young. Anyway, it's you know it's if, if you've got if you've got if you're in your thirties or even forties and you start saving the fifty five hundred dollars a year maximum for your IRA, you'd have I think we calculated almost over, a, half, over a half a million dollars right. Right. by the time right. you retired. Don't tell me we can't do it. Gas prices are down. Your your income taxes are about to go down next year. There's all sorts of ways you could, anybody can squeeze out $100, $200 a month if you do it consistently enough. You have to plan. That's why I think a lot of these people fail. So I don't think any of us have to go into retirement relying just solely on faith. Our faith should have started when we were in our 30s and our 40s. 
being good stewards of what God has provided for us. And if we were on television, we could see the round to it that Jim has. That's right, because we never, we always, that's the excuse why I never got around to it. Around, oh, that's what's, I was like, why did he do a circle round with two to it? it. I get it. I get it. To it. Yeah, Martha's dad it. used to hand those out yeah, in his right. photography studio. Get around to that's it. That's awesome. And if you've got a thought or a question for Luke and Dave and I on this stewardship versus living by faith thing, just call us. Ask us a question, but you got to be nice. If you're not going to be nice, you're going to be argumentative. Call that other Shane, You want me to leave? I want Dave to leave. I was going to say, if you want to be argumentative, you could just talk to Dave. Ace has a great radio voice. He does. Ace, talk to us. Talk to us for a second. Say something, Ace. Well, thank you. I appreciate the the kind words. Ace, why don't you know, we're talking about this while we're waiting for people to call in today uh, on this whole stewardship versus living by faith thing. What's your perspective? You're a pastor now. Okay, you're a preacher now. A preacher. Yeah, there you go. He's working on the pastor thing. I'm working on that. But, but, you know, it's. Um, a pastor connects with his people, leads his people like a shepherd leads his sheep. A preacher just tells people what he thinks. Got it. Right. So why isn't he a pastor? Why, why do you he say he's he, not a pastor? Gotta have a church. I don't know, I guess, Ace. Right? You yeah. said it. I didn't say it. He yeah. said it. Well, Dave. it's because I'm. Yeah, I'm not the leader of a church yet. Gotcha. So, All right. You, know. you could. You could. Sorry to hijack. You're looking for that. your flock yet. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the okay, flock's so, looking right. for him. All right. That's right. They <laughs> don't even know it yet. By faith, just be a good steward. God has a plan. Amen. There you go. Sorry, hijack. Go ahead, Ace. So, what's your perspective on this, Ace? You know, this is. I got to be honest with you. I've really have enjoyed this this discussion because there is there has to be that balance of i guess you could call it blind faith but i guess the way i look at it is this is that you have to continue doing what you know you have to do and have the faith that god is going to reward you for it does that make sense that's kind of how that's your workout routine yeah and 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 that kind of thing and so I don't know. That's just how, kind of how I've seen it. But I'll I'll tell you this, especially in the last year or so, God has given me things that you know I just was. It just came out of nowhere, and mm. I just had to have some faith that somehow He would pull through for me. And so I don't know. There, I feel like there's a little bit of both. I, I think in every believer's life. And you know, one of the things that faith teaches us is that. If you didn't rely, you didn't have faith in Christ to provide for you, you'll never know. You'll never realize how much God is blessing you. You know, if, you've, if you're doing everything in your own strength and power, how are you ever going to think that, man, God really intervened there for me? God took something that looks so destitute and he turned it into this great thing for me. You know, this one thing that we felt like we needed to help us in this situation if we didn't rely on God and have that faith that Christ was going to provide, whether the outcome was positive or negative, you're never going to know who it came from. Well, and God loves a humble person. All through the Old Testament, he talked about humble yourself and come to the Lord. Uh, if, if you're truly humble, you know where it comes from because you can't do it on your own. I, I'm just going to bring up the books because we, we interrupted Ace's ability to answer the phones because we brought him on the air. Living Clay, Experiencing a Beautiful Life in the Master's Hands. Learn all about the process of of God just shaping your life, taking you from who you are today to who he can use more effectively. Get a copy of this book. Call right now, 877-943-WORD. All right. What does a good steward look like? Let's paint a picture. Dave. Let's go way back to the Old Testament. Good steward or faith? Good Good steward. steward. All right. Without faith. I think we've talked about what faith looks like. Okay. 
What, did you have more you wanted no, to add? No, I, none at all. I was going to use it. I had this great example of, Go ahead. of faith. You know, it, It's not a great You know, an evangelism explosion, one of the yep. things they teach you, because evangelism explosion, for those that are listening, it's just, uh, it's, it's, just a, it's a great way, it's a systematic way to share your faith with those uh, on a street corner. And that's what we did a lot with, with our church. We Engaging people the, in conversation about correct. Christ. So one of the things that we use, we try to use examples. And when you're out in the middle of a shopping mall, there's not a lot of great examples. So if you're ever in a place that has a chair you know your faith is looking at that chair and saying hey Jim that that chair is gonna hold me up but your faith isn't really in action faith without works is dead your faith isn't in action so you sit in the chair and trust the chair for your faith that's what faith looks like you understand that something is gonna that could work for you but it's until you put your 100% trust in that faith to when it becomes reality that, mm. that wasn't that deep. And that, that was good. No, that was no, surface that was level. That, that was, was very good. good. Yeah, right, All right, right. so how but can you be a good up, steward of the chair? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> well, that brings up our original point that faith in itself is meaningless. Putting faith in Christ as our personal Savior, it means everything. So so faith faith is kind of a word that we throw around, but we've got to complete that idea that faith in what? Faith in Christ as our Savior. Well, as Luke said earlier, faith without works is dead. That's what I called stupid faith. People that sit around and go, well, God's going to provide, but they're sitting on their couch watching TV, eating Pop-Tarts. Right. Yeah. You know, if you've got the ability to move, move. Right. You know, I don't know. And if you don't like, you know, working outside in a job, but that's the one you've been offered, take it. Yeah. Maybe it'll help you lose a few pounds. You never know. (laughs) I, I've, I've thought about going into construction myself. Yeah, well, of course you did that for a little while. Here. I did. Yeah, yes. I learned that at fifty, it's a little it's harder better. than it was at yes, twenty. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, Dave, draw me a picture of a good steward. You said in the Old Testament, humility was one of the first characteristics yeah, of a good and steward. Going, going back to Deuteronomy twenty-six, it's kind of an interesting picture of of stewardship because it all came when they made sacrifices in the temple. It all pointed to God as a provider. So being a good steward shows God as our provider, and that's what he wants. He, he wants us to give him the glory for everything, and, and without that, he might as well not be a good steward. Yeah, and I, I've got two scriptures that kind of, you know, New Testament. I like New Testament. I don't know. It, just no, seems, it speaks to me better. It's all the same God. It's all, it's it's all the consistent God. from one end to the yeah, other. Right. All right. It's all the same We're not, listen, we can have another have radio show Have you read the Old Testament? That. Of course. <laughs> okay, just check Okay, come on. The my, the reason being, you know, it's it's a little more literal for me, you know. Anyway, so going back to my scripture that talks about a good steward, First Corinthians ten thirty one. So if you're out there listening, and if anyone has taken notes, or even back on the podcast, First Corinthians ten thirty one, it says, whether you eat, whether you drink, whatever you do, yes, you do it for the glory of God. That's a good steward. Colossians three twenty three, whatever you do. Not, right, I, I coach my Whatever kids do, in baseball. Do you work heartily? Ask well, the Lord, were, for my, the Lord Christ and, that you serve. Well, and, and what does that the mean? The eight-year-olds, the eight-year-olds that I coach in baseball—that's the scripture that I've been teaching them this year. And I ask them, you know, what, what does everything mean? They're like, they're like, it means everything. You know, Pastor Jeff always says that. You know, when it says everyone, does that mean everyone? Last time I looked up the word everyone, it says it's everyone. It's the same thing with everything. No matter what you do, is you work hard is it for the Lord and not for man. That's a good steward is remembering who you're working for, where your gifts, where your talents, where whatever you put your faith in, where it came from. So so how, what does that look like? I mean, when you say it's for the Lord, what does that mean? Well, for me, in, in the planning side of the business, being a good steward 
is taking someone's investments and treating them as if they're God's investments or they're my own investments. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing this just because I'm, I'm doing this knowing that there was a provider that provided this client for me. And it's my job as an advisor to take care of this client, what they're putting their faith and trust in me for. Okay. To be a good so, steward. So, so what I'm suggesting is, is one step further. If you, if you say, yes, I did that for the Lord and tell no one, it means nothing. So, so we got to go well, a step further humble, right? and, and uh, give our testimony. And if somebody says, hey, that's a nice car you drive, you, you have to, okay, the God is, God's let me use that car for a while. It's, it's from him. Uh, it's to his glory, not mine. And, and God gave me a good job and, and, and whatnot to be able to do that. But we got to give God the glory. So let's, I wrote some things down of the keys to understanding what it means to be a good steward. These are just from my perspective. But I also want to, Luke mentioned, hey, you might be listening to this on the podcast. You might be listening on the rebroadcast on Red Nation Rising or, or the archive. However you're listening to the show today, if you want to get a copy of the book that we've talked about or if you want to get a copy of another book we've talked about in past shows, you can always email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iwork, the number four, him.com. And you can always, I mean, these things are rebroadcast and copied and sent out all over the world. We'd love to hear from you guys, our listeners. Okay, so here's the things I wrote down. What it means to be a good steward. Understand that we're not the owner. It's not our, it's not our stuff. Right. right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's being borrowed to us. Mm-hmm. That's probably the word, lent to us. <laughs> We're borrowing it. No, we lent, it's being lent to us, being right. given to us. It's like me giving you my dog for the weekend. Dave, take good care of it. Yes. I don't want it back yep. dead. Yep. Okay, but I don't have a dog, so you're, you're off the hook. So I'm good. But okay. we've got responsibility mm-hmm. to do well with what we... T- I mean, not like the guy that buried the money in the sand. We've got, we've got responsibility to invest it, but we've got accountability, too. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a steward. We have a master. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that we'll receive a reward for being a good steward. It says that. doesn't mean it's going to be monetary. could mean right. that it's jewels in our crown in heaven. But we will get a reward because we've been responsible, recognizing we're not the owner, and allowing ourselves to be held accountable for what we've been given in our gifts, talents, and abilities. Correct. Yeah, that's the, the, the year four points. Uh, we're not the owner. We have responsibility. We have accountability. We will receive a reward. That, that is the parable of the talents. I mean, that's exactly what that parable wrapped up. I know you had another verse in mind. Um, you know, I think we're going to get to if we got time. But, you know, that's found in Matthew, you know, where y- you did. You know, I, I will say as I was studying the parable of talents, you know, Yes, the guy, the, 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 the slave who got five and the slave who got three, they doubled their investment. And the one who had one talent, he didn't do anything with it. And he was reprimanded for that. I mean, it, it goes into detail on what happened. He was reprimanded for it. But, I don't, you know, if I look at that as an, as an investment, if I've got five talents to work with, I'm going to be a little more risky. <laughs> Uh, you know, be a little more aggressive. Yeah, sure, a little more sure. aggressive. Yeah, if but we're talking that was, talent, but we're talking that was equivalent. Let's just say it was talents of mon- uh, talents yeah. of gold. We're talking hundred you know, denarii. Oh, no, a hundred talents of gold or ten talents of gold. Five. Ta- I mean, that was that was the equivalent of today of maybe one million, two million, and five million dollars. I mean, right. million well, one, dollars. One, one talent is Even equal to one hundred t- denarii, which is one hundred working days. Basically. So, but somebody gives you a million dollars today, you're going to feel like, well, that's not very enough to invest. Well, back in those days, I'm just saying. But today, it's one third of wages. That, that's how I looked at it. You know, because you don't work three hundred fifty-two days. Okay, so some, let's say you make eighty thousand dollars a year. So let's say you make someone, ninety, so I can do it. So somebody math. gives you thirty grand. Yep, that's not enough that's, to invest. That's all you got. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little more conservative, unless you have a long time to go. <laughs> 
You would you just said well, that that if, was a lot. That's was, five. That's six years of somebody saving their IRA money. I was just looking at this as a different spin on the parable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but what if you don't have? Woke up, what if you, you don't have very much? Can you still be a good steward when you don't have very much? Because that, that's the parable that I or the the story of the poor widow right. that Elisha helped out. Elisha, yeah, that was Elisha. Elijah and Elisha. Okay. Okay. So Elisha was Elijah's assistant, and Elisha. Uh, the poor widow said, hey, oh, listen, said no, it's okay. Elisha, it was a guy. So <laughs> Elisha uh, says, well, what do you got? She yeah. goes, I just have a, I just barely Flask have, I have a oil. little bit of oil and mm-hmm. a little bit of, we were going to make a, a little bit of wheat or barley or whatever it is. We we're just going to make our last meal and die. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, no, no. Go grab as many jars as you can from all your friends mm-hmm. and pour the oil. Maybe, did I mix those two yeah. up? Did she have barley no, or she just had she oil? She just had Sorry. a flask Sorry, of oil. that was a different right. one. No, all right. Oil. So she just pours out the oil. And she keeps pouring. Pour, keeps pouring. Pours, 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 pours. And then sells it off, pays off the debt, puts money aside for her and her son to be provided for. That's living by faith, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's living by faith, but being a good steward with what she had. She had almost nothing, but she was a good she steward was with hopeless. it. Some, sometimes, was she hopeless? Sometimes, no, she had hope because when he told her to do something, she actually did it. Well, this is where Paul says, when I'm weak, I am strong. But she, right? she, knew, she knew that she was... Probably more obedient, almost more obedient than faithful. I guess both, but but um, you know she knew God was talking to her. Right. I think she knew Elisha was a a, a prophet, prophet, a you prophet, know? and that was the word of God, and she obeyed. Right. But, but let's I, I, go back. Let's go back to the Old Testament, Malachi, Malachi three. Go boy. It, it, it was very interesting, Malachi three, that God said He was going to bless Israel. And give them, pro- make them prosperous for what reason? So they could be a light unto the rest of the world. Right? How that work for him? That worked great for him for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 did not because it, they never ever led any other nations to to, to really being followers they of were God. Not a very good. They were not a very good witness. But that's but that was God's purpose. They didn't carry out God's purpose very well. But that was they were supposed to be the light unto the whole. That was Nebuchadnezzar's purpose too. After he became a God follower, he he was supposed to be a light, and right, he right. blew it with his own yeah. children and grandchildren. Yeah. So that same responsibility is on us. Most of us, our biggest stewardship responsibility is our children. How many of our kids are going to follow in our faith? How much time do you invest in them? I mean, we've got good stewards of our marriage, good stewards of our job, good stewards of our children, good stewards of this time you're listening on the radio. Thanks for listening to I Work For Him. we got Luke and Dave in the studio with us today, and we're talking about stewardship versus faith, or is it faith and stewardship? How do those two interplay? How do they come? I mean, how do they play with each other? And if you're just tuning in right now, I got to invite you. You got to listen to the archive or the podcast because we can't repeat it all because I'm not sure I could repeat it all. Dave has been on fire today. Jet fuel. Yeah, Dave had an espresso, a 16-ounce espresso today, right before the show. It was good. Yes. It's all good. Yeah, we have the benefit of being in a studio with a whole bunch of different uh, Spanish-speaking stations, and those guys know how to make espresso. (laughs) And, And it made Dave turn red. It was so hot. That's so sure. fast. Anyway, oh. you're running out of time. We're going to have to. No, you're you know. running out of time. Hey, can we talk <laughs> about something fun like like the market? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, well, I mean, are we done with being a good steward? You no, guys, no, that ties you, in. We're going to tie it in. We're going to tie it right in. Okay. Because, Past performance is you know, not a guarantee of future results. That's true. And, you know, ever since the election, 
Uh, people are concerned because the market may be at too much of a high and all that kind of good stuff. But, you know, the people I like to follow, the, the Jeff Sout from Raymond James and, and Brian Westbury from First Trust, they look at us as, as being in another secular bull market like we had in the 90s. So being a good steward may involve, if people are leaning, leaning in that direction, may be involved, the stock market may be in their future. And it should be. <laughs> and, well, and it should be because you're really investing in companies that are companies, doing well. Yes. You're becoming an owner of a company, and based on how they perform, you get to reap the results. Exactly. Uh, and a lot of people don't think about that. They think, well, I'm just gambling with money. Well, no, you're investing in... You're buying a small piece of a company. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and really, that's part of the stewardship that you guys teach. I mean, when right. you guys sit down, sometimes you get beginner investors, yeah, sure. sometimes you get longtime investors, and anywhere in between, you're trying to help them be good stewards of what God has given them. And learn, and learn about their investments and what the future holds. Well, what does the future hold, Dave? I've read the end of the book. It's ugly. <laughs> but we not, don't know when that future comes. Yeah, that if you hold be. it long enough, it'll be worth more tomorrow than it was today. Not, no maybe not tomorrow. No <laughs> Past performance, no not guarantee of future I'm, results. I'm quoting Warren Buffett. It's a, if I say I'm quoting someone, it's okay. Oh, okay. So right. yeah, You Warren, didn't say Warren, that at first. I didn't. I, well, I didn't think I was well, going to get attacked. And you talk about being a good like, steward. Attacked. Warren Buffett, great steward. Yeah. Doesn't love the Lord, but a great it's, steward. His outlook is always long term. Okay, that's, we know he's what, 84 today? Yeah. At and 50 years old, he only had 1% of today's wealth. So over the next 34 years, he's accumulated 99% of his wealth. So which is never $80 too billion. Late, right? it's so never that's too late. That's no. long. We call that long or long-term investment. Well, yes. and really all investments should be long-term. Yes. When you look long-term at it. Not all strategy, of them. Yeah. Yes. But, but, I'm, but I'm saying most people shouldn't be playing the commodities market trying to buy grain today, sell grain tomorrow. No. That's not your no. typical investor. The no. typical investor is investing today in my future. In a company, being that a good looks, steward. Yes, being a good steward. Here, here's here, First Peter four ten. Here you go. First Peter four ten. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. That's you and I. We're First Peter four ten. Dave, I'm looking at Dave. Sorry, you and I. I'm, We're, I'm looking at TV. Dave and I. I know. Good thing. Good thing. But Dave and I, looking we are faithful, good stewards of God's grace. He's given us. A, he's given us the opportunity. I mean, many people have gifts to, to do what we do. I guess, but we have the opportunity to be good stewards for the on behalf of Christ for others. So that's pretty neat. And, and, and to Him is the glory, not not to us. Amen. Stewards right. of God's grace. Yeah. So, like I said at the beginning of the show, and many times during the show, these guys are from Bel Air Wealth Management, a local Tampa Bay company. But these guys can help you no matter where you live in the country. They've got connections everywhere, and they, they're actually licensed in multiple states. These are the guys that help Martha and I out prepare to be good stewards with our future, whatever that future may look like. Find them online at BelairWealthManagement.com, but you can also talk to them. In their office, you could call 727-586-5655. That's right. 727-586-5655. Or you could call Luke because he answers his phone and emails. All the time. That was an implication. If you can find Dave, if you can find Dave in the office, you have become a good steward of Dave's time. Oh man, that's not no. Or or you can call Luke on a cell phone. And you can always get Luke night and day. Pretty much seven two seven seven nine eight four one eight eight seven two seven seven nine eight forty one eighty eight. We'd love to hear from you. Please call. Good stewards. We want to help. And when you really think about it. Who would you rather have be your financial advisor? You just heard this conversation about living by faith and being good stewards. You want people who understand this concept and have a proper perspective of eternity 
on your side as they're helping you prepare for your retirement, your phase two, your second half, whatever that may be. Luke and Dave, great conversation. You did not disappoint. Thanks so much for being an I Work For Him and being a great supporter. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Great job. As we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, I do want to invite you to support our supporters, the people that keep I Work For Him on the air and challenge us spiritually every time they come on the show. Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. Hey, go out to I Work For Him after the show today. Join the I Work For Him nation. Be part of the change in America. And I want to also invite you to pray for the president-elect's transition team. Specific prayer requests. Pray for these guys as they prepare to bring our nation on our knees before Jesus Christ. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace is my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.